we are back and this is the last day of our table standing on the front lines at Indo Blacks Advocates and Allies Conference. This has been an amazing weekend. Um, I'm just so excited that we were able to spend it all together doing things that we love, talking about things that we love, and spreading awareness about so many things. I hope that you all were able to learn something from this weekend, connect with each other. Uh, we've had people touch in from Paris, um, London, UK. Uh, we have people from, you know, Massachusetts, Maryland, Washington State. It's been a, a an exciting opportunity for us to all, oh, and Canada, I'm sorry. And we got Canada in the house, yes. Uh, it's just been so exciting for us to connect, um, to learn, um, to share in, in stories and recognize how similar we really, really are. Um, so with no further ado, I would like to bring Samantha Denae and April Christina to the stage. I'm super excited. These are my girls right here, y'all. Well, her hat, she always so cute. Hey girl. <laughs> yes, we are super excited for this. I'm just, I'm gonna apologize. I was running behind. I'm a little frantic, y'all. I lost my glasses. Anybody that got glasses know what it's like to lose your glasses and then you can't see because you don't have any glasses. Y'all, the glasses, oh, baby. They was in my oh. pocket. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I popped in my contacts. I can't be bothered today. I can't Listen, be bothered. I, I knew that I was going to lose them. So I said, let me put them in my pocket so I won't lose them because I'm moving around the house and I go to look in the normal spot and I'm like, I got to go on in five minutes. Where are my glasses? And I'm like, stay in your pocket. So that's why I said, give me a few minutes. But Yes, this is the VDOT podcast. Before we get started, um, I definitely want them to introduce themselves. I want to say thank you to definitely coming on this platform and being a part of this conference. I know we talk often, we have our text group, we do the podcast, and you know, we have a good time. But being able to do a live season finale with each other in front of so many people is going to be so amazing because we are definitely down to earth. So I want everybody to get an opportunity to introduce themselves and check out their shirts and support each of them in all of what they do. Because as you see, we all have our little shirts on today because we are Indo warriors, we are Indo sisters, and this is my Indo tribe. So I had to bring them to the front of the stage. Um, April, Samantha, please introduce yourselves. Okay, so you know how we do alphabetical order. Hey guys. <laughs> I am April Christina for um, anyone on here that do not know. I'm on social media platforms as I'm April Christina, the letter I, the letter M, and then April Christina. Website, I'm AprilChristina.com. I am also the founder of the Endo Brunch. And you know what? Let's just get into that real quick, okay? Because my whole brunch got shut down in the middle of a pandemic. I live in New York. Um, and Governor Cuomo said that it was a state of emergency the day my brunch was supposed to happen. So I'm letting you guys know right now that it will be next year, the first Saturday in April. I have decided that that's when the next annual brunch is. So if you guys already have tickets for it, 
Um, you guys will be hearing from me later on in the year because I feel extremely bad, but I'm thankful that y'all stuck it out with me. And um, I do have to expand and go to another venue. So for people that are interested in attending, our table is getting first dibs of knowing when the date is going to be. And it will be in New York the first Saturday in April. Um, before that, um, I was known as Endo and Me. And then I realized that it was more to me in my journey than just Endo because I love beauty. I love makeup. I love just health and wellness as a whole. For people that don't know, my real background is I have a bachelor's of science in clinical laboratory science, as well as a minor in psychology. So I'm not just speaking from a patient advocate side. I do have years of going to school as well as 13 years of being a healthcare professional at a very well-known hospital in New York City. Um, I started my platform because like a lot of people, as we have discussed over this past weekend, there wasn't enough representation of Black people, you know, just period. And when I started looking it up back maybe nine years ago, I didn't really find nobody else. Um, there wasn't actually any platforms out there. The only one was Endo Warriors. Um, at the time, that's like how far back it goes. So I started my platform just to really raise awareness at the time I had stage four endo. And now recently my husband and I are trying to conceive. So now I'm on the fertility journey. So now I don't like to use the word infertility. It's nothing against people that like to use that word. That's just not something for me because there's no end for me. It's fertility journey. So I'm also a fertility advocate as well. I did do my first IVF cycle in January. So if anybody have any questions regarding that, um, you guys can hit me up and that's pretty much me. Love April. <laughs> hey y'all, I'm Samantha Denae. I'm known as the Indo Educator um, on all social media platforms. I educate high school students in my free time about endometriosis and period healthcare and how to advocate for themselves when they go to the doctors or with their families or with their friends. Y'all know how it is when we have endo and when we're trying to voice our symptoms and people aren't really listening. So I teach them ways where they can stand up for themselves and say like, no something's wrong, I need to talk to somebody. Um, I also advocate for women as well, not just teenagers. Um, I have recently started my holistic journey. Um, as you all know, if you've been following me, I was diagnosed in 2014. Um, I endo led me to having 90 day periods for nine months out of the year for like four years. And I tried the holistic route after getting off of birth control and decided that it was the better route for me. Um, it was working for me. So now I've got my period down to about five days once a month. My cramping is very minimal. Um, I have just recently started selling womb detox capsules and they're not in order right now. I sold out last night, but- I let's, talk, let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk wait 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 my oh, I gotta check my mailbox but let's talk about that okay because she sold out yesterday we were selling out the podcast to do the yeah. pre-sale get your pre-order in she sold out yeah I, I had to punch that in that's right I am so so thankful and grateful y'all like I did not expect to like Yesterday was like a shock. I didn't. I did not think that was gonna happen. I don't know why you didn't expect that. I. I yeah. I don't know. 
Listen, I'm trying to tell y'all when I was watching, I was watching you, I was watching both of y'all at the same time. And when she was talking about it, I said, but see, I'm glad though that my micro route is in route because I'm not playing with y'all. I'm not playing with none of these <laughs> deliveries. <laughs> your mailbox it's in your mailbox i'm telling you i expected to get it yesterday i went to the mail in the middle of like oh yesterday see i didn't check my mailbox yesterday yesterday. i'm gonna go do that after and i'm gonna gonna post it i was i was so surprised because y'all like so if y'all don't know um my family owns a barbecue restaurant so every week i live on a farm and so i don't really have a lot of service especially at the restaurant like I have to go into the barbecue pit for service so after I did the live with the hood healer yesterday I just went back to work so when it's like nine o'clock and I check my emails I'm like what just happened <laughs> what just happened you know you know what's so funny earlier like, that so yes yeah, like earlier that day I was meditating and I was second guessing leaving my job and and then that happened I was like you know what Sam no that's not no we're not gonna do that like I really had to talk myself out of the negative self-talk yesterday morning and then like boom wait hold on a second hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on because this is a full circle moment right because this time last year Sam you were working we already know where you was working I don't know if you want to share that but we already know that you were working for a major company and you were contemplating going through that again and what does that look like and you did do that and now you started your own business and now look you know what I mean so you know you know death in life lies in the power of the tongue like I'm I'm a firm believer of that and we already know what happened this time last year when you decided to step out on faith and really do what you needed to do so I'm gonna just lay that right there as if you know like we didn't have that conversation this time last year it happens it happens it does it really really does but I'm really excited for you like just to even see where we were last year to where all of us are the same time this year it's just like totally crazy and wait before I get that far Sam do y'all have anything else to say Mm -mm. we we might as well go ahead and roll and literally for those who are watching this is how we literally start the podcast we talk for an hour and then we're like okay let's record because <laughs> right, we like we could have totally recorded that <laughs> right so what I what I was going to say when since we was well since I mentioned this time last year and I was like looking through my Facebook memories of the graphic that we had did for Facebook live and the reason why we did the Facebook live is because the world was shut down and we was like yo we got to figure something out like it's end of month like we can't go out like this like and then that birthed us actually deciding to do a podcast because y'all was like yo well it can't end here so are we going to keep doing these lives or are we going to turn it into a podcast? And to see where we are now, a year later, just together, us three as a unit with the VDOT. And then for all of you guys to actually unit. see us live right now. Right. right, exactly. So that leads us into talking about the Endo Tribe and how we got upon the Endo Tribe. First, if you guys are not subscribed to the VDOT podcast, please do so now. You can find us on iTunes, on Spotify, on Anchor. Just make sure you do that. I mean, don't leave here, but when we're done here, go there. 
And I wanted for the people that have not listened to our previous episodes, go back because I'm not, and we're not going to go back and see the other episodes. But briefly, just so that you guys know, all three of us live in three different states. Um, I have not physically met Lauren in person yet. I seen Samantha last year, like a week before the lockdown. And that was the first time I had actually seen Samantha in person. But you would never think if you listen to our podcast or even just see how much we support each other to even know that there is any type of separation as far as us being physically present for each other because the love that we have with being in different states, it really, really doesn't matter. So I really just wanted to start that off because in the beginning, I used to get a lot of questions and a lot of emails like, well, you know, I don't have anybody that's the inner sister. I don't have anybody that understands, which is the reason why I started the endo brunch. But I think people fail to realize that there are, you know, the endo brunch, there is our table conference. There are so many people that you have met, whether you're like, you know, hey, Shannon, like, yeah, I, I feel that way too. Or, hey, Kelly, yeah, like, I feel that way too. Find that person on social media and be like, hey, you know, I met you at our table conference. It was a pleasure to meet you. Like, you know, what's going on? Like, you know, can we continue to connect and stuff like that? And that's really pretty much how we got started because we was following each other on social media. There wasn't no big was thing. Stalking <laughs> them. That's what I was doing. stalking them. And I was like, I want to be their friends. <laughs> wait because Facebook I had said this before like Facebook had well I changed my settings to like private on top of private and when they finally changed it and I seen that Lauren had reached out to me I was like yo sis reached out to me back in like 2015 and it's like 2019 like I felt so bad and I didn't even see it but girl I apologize Uh, I'm sorry but look where we are now you know what I mean like we here we here but um, yeah, I think that that's one thing that I definitely wanted to point out because, you know, a lot of people want to be able to have someone in their tribe that's in their state. And that's absolutely, totally doable, but never discredit and, you know, take away from the fact that there are other people that you can meet. And then also when the world opens back up again, that's just another place to go visit, you know? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think I'm going to have an Indo sister here. Are you in Atlanta? Yeah, a lot of them. We all in three major cities. Literally, literally, all in three major cities. And the thing oh, is, oh, we've never, we never met in person. But I think Andrew lives. Andrew lives. Yeah, she lives. That's one thing I both do. She definitely do. I both do. So yeah, she lives. It's a couple of people that live in Atlanta. But and it's so crazy because me and Samantha was able to connect in 2019. So Samantha has connected with April and me, but me and April haven't connected. But it's just like mm, the energy matches up. I, I like it. I like it. Right. So today we're talking about Indo tribes and how important they are for you to find an Indo tribe and for you to connect with them and why it's important. Um, I think the main reason for me in particular why it was important, as you see, like representation definitely matters. Um, Having someone there that looks like you, that goes through some of the similar things that you may go through. Like, I don't even think that we all go through the same thing. I really don't. I think that all of our stuff, me, April, 
well, Samantha, April, and I are going through things differently. And mm-hmm. like we can compare and contrast, or we can talk about food. Like juicing was really something that I wasn't into. I was like, this take a lot of of work. I ain't trying to do it. But Samantha was talking about it so much. I was like, I mean, I can dro- juice like some carrots a day. I can juice some celery a day. That's not too bad, you know? So when you start talking to other people and seeing what they're doing, like I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not lying when I tell y'all this. Y'all, I'm on my period. My period came today. You know, Listen, mine was yesterday. Synced up through the internet. <laughs> and, and listen, let me tell you how my body has started to change because of it. And the thing is, it don't come on in the morning and it don't come on at night. Come on at 12, every single time, 12 or one. And I always know, and I talk to y'all about it all the time. But the crazy thing about it is after I've started juicing, it's been different. It wasn't like a, oh, I'm in so much pain. Yeah, I had knee pains recently, you know, and that was like yesterday and the day before a little cramp here and there, but it wasn't like excruciating like it normally is. But all February, I was interested in juicing. And that was because Sam had talked about juicing. Sam has actually shared her recipe. If you have not seen it in the Indo cookbook, it's for free. Download it. She gives away literally two I think two or three of her recipes for her juicing company. First of all, she just gave y'all some gems in the end old cookbook for free. Definitely go ahead and, and download that stuff um, and use that. So that has honestly helped me. And then honestly, just talking with April and talking about some of the relationships that we've had, like she's, she's married, you know, so with her being married, like me and Sam, we talk about like, so how that look? How can we get some support like that? What do y'all talk about? Like, you know, so stuff like that is important for us to, you know, have that dialogue. We don't have to be the same, but we are very similar. And I think that there, of course, are levels to us and what we do and how we do it. But because we are an Indo tribe and we come together and we talk about it, we compare and contrast we're able to get some type of relief for ourselves. So that's why I think endo tribes are important. And we're not telling you to get 15 people. That's a little bit overwhelming. You know, two here, two there. Y'all don't all have to be cool. Like I, I got Shani, I got Kyla. You know, there's people you talk to in settings. You don't have to talk to them all together, even though Kyla and Shani talk to y'all anyway. So... <laughs> don't even matter but still like you know just making sure that we have that connection I think it's important to make sure you have that yeah it is really important to have a tribe because you know you could talk to your friends who don't have endo yeah. about it all day long they, they like really, they don't really get it like they don't really like oh wow exactly like they don't <laughs> understand okay we made plans to go out and then all of a sudden I can't go because I'm, I'm sleep. They don't understand that. So it's it's a little easier to navigate trying to have a manageable life when you can talk to people who actually go through some of the things that you're going through. Like we are all different and our bodies are different, but we all have endometriosis. So we still kind of experience right. things that are still along the same line. So it's really important to have somebody in your corner because your friends and your family are going to be there, but they don't get it. They don't really get it. All they're going to say is, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, wow. That's crazy. What's next? 
Yo. Put the deer in the headlight eyes, ask you if I need to call 911. And then that's it. <laughs> yeah. And, and if y'all... Go ahead, Lauren. I was saying, it's just difficult to even think that you um, can have... And it, not to say you can't have that relationship with your family and friends, because I think that they are very, very, very supportive. Um, and it is important to have those relationships with them. However, just like I was just able to talk about my period, which I can't tell my brother that. I can't tell my dad that. And my friends, they like, oh, you got pain before your period? That's odd. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, so I can't really share that information with them for them to understand. Everybody knows who has endo. And I think it's like maybe 75%. When you get that pain in your left kneecap, so many women get that. They know what that is. I don't have to go through explaining what's the process. Why is that happening? And then now I done told you. And then you ask me so many questions. Now I don't even want to tell you nothing no more because you asking me too many questions. I'm just trying to vent and it's too much. It's too, too, too much. So, but go ahead, April. Um, well, one thing I was going to say, but I see people are already using it. Um, if you have any questions, please put them in the Q&A. I already see if there's one there. But to get back on talking about the endo tribe, like even for me, um, if I have people that are like constantly like contacting me, not like for endo stuff, but just like the content that I push out or just like checking in on me, like I already put them in as a part of my tribe. Like granted, like Lauren, Sam, like y'all, y'all like a school coon, but there are other people that now like I remember and I recognize and I definitely want to reach out to them to make sure that they're good. There's one person um, just recently, like a few months ago that had reached out to me and like her story, like really just hit my heart in a different way. And I never did like Google meetups or hangouts before with one of my followers, but her story just really like touched me, like I said, in a different way. And I took that time just to, you know, speak to her because I know what it felt like years ago with the isolation of not really having anybody to like really talk to especially the state that she lives in and now look weekly we be talking about this as us because that's your show you know what I mean and I'm just saying I would have I would have never known her or even met her if it wasn't for endo and now like I mean I don't know how many of y'all watch this as us but this is us is like pretty serious like this last week's episode was crazy but even within that from having a bond with endo to now being able to talk about the things that we enjoy and love is like an amazing thing and to talk about like friends that we have that's outside of people that have endo like I used to be extremely like upset like to the point like I used to get into arguments with my friends like we've been riding out since high school like this is unacceptable behavior for y'all not to reach out and to check in but as I matured on my endo journey if you don't have a condition like endo I can't really expect you to understand and I think that that's like really valuable for me personally as it pertains to friendships is just really understanding and recognizing who each friend is and where they go now, granted, if I have a friend that I feel is like, wow, disrespectful and is not understanding to my pain and me not being able to be present and to be there because they don't have endo, then I'll govern myself accordingly. But for me to talk about the symptoms that I have and how I'm feeling and can they relate? No, they can't. So for me, I'm just like, that doesn't take away the love that they have for me. That doesn't take away for the moments that they have, like whenever I have an event, like 
they always, you know, checking in, like, you know, how are sales going? You know, do you need anything? Is there anything I can help you with on the background? Like that, I appreciate. But the nitty gritty, like, yo, did y'all have clotting this month or my head hurt? Like all of those different type of things. Like I really can't expect them really to understand. I can talk to them about it. But just really recognizing and understanding each friend and what they're there for, I think will help because we don't need the extra stress. We already have endo on its own. So to add on to the lack of presence that you would like for your friends that don't have a condition like endo to be there, I feel for me personally, just puts too much pressure on me. So now I'm trying to think of ways on how to help my endo and how to be better the next day. Then I'm also thinking of ways on how to talk to my friends today. She will understand a little bit more, trying to find ways to tippy-toe around how I feel. I don't want to have to feel like I have to tippy-toe around how I feel. So it's best that we go to the mall. It's best that we, uh, all my friends at this point now, we all have dogs. So it's best that, you know, we all go out and chill, find a little doggy park or whatever. We catch up on life. Like those are the things that like still make me happy outside of Endo. And then understanding that I have my tribe, like it's cool. Like, just like Leanna said, like it, it can get overwhelming. So I don't want to overwhelm myself with any more than what I already have on my plate because it's honestly, it's just not necessary. So you just have to really understand that. And to that point, I'm sorry, saying No, go ahead. To that point, you made a really good statement about how um, you can't talk to her about that. I want people to understand it's not, it's not a thing of being rude to your family or friends, but really think of it like this. Like if I have a business, I can't talk to somebody that works a nine to five about my business because you're not going to understand where I'm coming from. It's no shame or anything like that. That's just what it is. If you are married, I can't come to you and talk to you about my single life and my whole activities if you marry. That's not what you do, you know? So it's you just have to respect and it's also called boundaries. We have to know how to navigate this life. I have friends that are in business. I have friends that are married. I have friends... Um, they have endo, I have my sorority, you know, so it's different things that we go to different people for. And I think that that's okay to do. So if you want that, that's something that you need to do with. However, be mindful. I do think it's important to um, build an endo tribe, but make sure you connect with the right people. And that part. this ain't nothing to play with, you know, but you got to make sure that you're not talking about endo and endo and endo and endo and endo. Like, listen, endo is endo, but we we live in. So when we talk, we talk about endo. We talk about relationships. Like I said, we talk about seat moss, macaroon, and then we talk about dudes sometimes. Or we might talk about how we about to go to Atlanta and turn up or how we talking about food. You know, so you, this is a friendship. This isn't a convenience this is a friendship. We're not in this process of using people. We're not in the process of overwhelming people with talking about endometriosis and being depressed or sad. I understand it is depressing sometimes and you may feel down, but talking to your girls about being down and depressing and doing that doesn't do anything but bring them down. And the whole point of an endo tribe is to uplift. So you don't want to have anything too heavy. You don't want an emotional dump. Right. <laughs> And I think like 
also between us that has made our bond so much stronger is that there's no competition between us. Like all three of us each have three different brands. As you guys see, we are all rocking all of our merch. But I'm still going to tell you to go to Inner Black. I'm still going to tell you to go to Samantha Denae and vice versa because we are all out here for the same goal. And that's to continue to raise awareness. Like for me, like when I wore this shirt at another conference, like two weeks ago, whatever, like I had totally forgot that I was selling this merchandise. Like I'm gonna keep it a hundred. Like I had totally forgot until I got a phone. I was like, oh shoot, like people actually purchase from this stuff. And that's because like Samantha and Lauren be like, girl, like you need to do this. You need to do that. And I'm like, y'all right, I do. Do I most of the time? No, but like that was like the reminder to be like, yo, like my really like just pushing me to like do what I need to do. And because this happened, it's a manifestation of something that they had already said because they have good intentions for me at all times. And that's one thing that I do appreciate and that I do love about them and the people that are in my endo tribe is because we all want to do better whether it's with our business, whether it's with our health, our wellness, our body, we all want to do better. So there is never any time for us to compete. Like I said, Sam had something yesterday and Norma had something yesterday. I was on my laptop and I was on my phone because I'm going to support them either way. And it wasn't once I'm like, oh, I got to pick, I got to choose. It's like, no, I'm going to support them either way, regardless. And that's one thing that I do appreciate with both of them and what makes it more easier to be able to come to them about ideas because it's not about stealing. It's not about, ooh, I thought of that too. It's like, okay, well, how can we collaborate? Or if you're gonna do that, I think it would be easier and better to do it through Samantha Denae. Or I think it'd be easier and better to push it through EB because that will project it to another level. Like, I think that when it comes to, and you guys touched on business yesterday, but when it comes to actually having friendships and actually trying to push you to be better, the other aspect of it is our mindset. On top of competition is also mindset. And you have to be willing and ready to be open to whatever your endo sister is going to say. Because for me, I feel like the bond is like totally different because you guys share the same exact condition, although your journey is different. So I feel like your endo tribe eyes are a little bit different for you than they are for other friends because they see something way beyond what you can see right now because you may be in pain and you may have something that you wanna do or a task that you want to complete that you feel like you can't, but they're going to be like, nah, yo, you can do it. Or is there something that I can help you with so that you can get to that point? So I really wanted to like emphasize on that. Like there's never any competition between us and also just change your mindset to be open because sometimes we have gotten scarred when it comes to other friends, whether they have a condition or not. And it kind of makes us a little more closed-minded to being open to starting new friendship. But you know, the condition is already traumatizing on its own. The worst you can do is to close yourself off of a friendship that can be there. And the best thing that you can do is bettering yourself so that you can be better. And then shout out to Channy. As you said, that's what I was going to tell you, girl. Everything I'm telling you is Channy. (laughs) I was about to break down Friday night. Like, for real. And Channy takes me 
and she uplifted me so much. Like I was literally about to cry. Like I had to go in the room and was like, Sam, don't you cry in front of your dad? Like you gonna have to hold it till you get in the shower later tonight, girl. Like I was about to break down. I was just feeling so many emotions. I don't know what was going on, but she texted me and like made me feel so much better. And then we didn't even just talk. It wasn't even just endo stuff. Like it was like life stuff. And I love, I just wanted to say that because that made that made me think about it a lot. That, and For that's real. what it is. That's, that's true friendship right there. And that's not, oh, endo. Yeah, endo connected you, but that's still a friendship right there. So that's what we really talk about when we talk about um, endo tribes. Because at the end of the day, Shani probably didn't even know you were going through anything. You know what I'm saying? Everybody has their own thing going on in their personal lives. And sometimes that one text message or that one phone call or that one DM might really make a difference in somebody. So just recognize that. And I kind of want to piggyback to what April was saying about we all got our own lane. All of us have our own lane. And there is no way, shape or form that, first of all, this is the endo community. We, we, we already got problems in the endo community. So we're not going to add to the problems. We're already African-American. And I think it's important in general for us to stick together, but it's also important as endo sisters for us to stick together. So if I see Sam, and that's why I bought it, and I bought it at full price, I ain't asked for no discount. That no discount, nothing. I, how much? And I sent it. That's thirty dollars. Cool. I ain't asked why it was thirty dollars. I didn't ask what you know. Literally, I'm not asking any of that stuff. I'm sending sis money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and when. April get my shirt I'm sending April some money because it's cute you know so it, it's just important that we make sure that we support each other in the right way let's not let's not tell people to pay black women and then don't pay black women ourselves you know yeah. what I'm saying and if we putting people on let's put people on yeah. you know we had it, it was a conversation earlier we had an idea about something but the first thing I said was oh nope it's a great idea but I'm going to pitch that idea to April because that's her lane. Somebody else said something about Les, uh, a situation. I said, I'm going to pitch that idea to Les because that's Les's lane. I don't want to step into yeah. anybody's territory, but uh, what I want to do is amplify your voice. If I can donate to it, I will. If I can buy a product to it, I will. If I can support it anyway, I will. If I can share it, I will. But the last thing I'm going to do is do what you're doing unless we talk about it and we collaborating on it. You know what I'm saying? And don't get me wrong. Sometimes we can't help, but to, it's not so many events you can honestly do. So sometimes we will step on each other's toes, but it's always about the communication and letting somebody know, hey, yeah. girl, I got this going on. I wanted to hip you to it. Um, this is what I'm thinking, blah, da, 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 da. Let, let's make sure that we share because yeah. it's enough room for Natalie. Natalie. I said enough room for Natalie. Natalie shares, it's enough room for all of us. Yeah, it's enough room for Natalie and of a Natalie too, since we talk about it. But, you know, and that's why I love it. I, I love all of it. I love um, connecting with women, uh, making sure that we put each other on. I'm not, it also takes so much time to compete with people. You know, that's draining. Like, you're you not tired? You're you not tired of complaining about Bruh. stuff that, I don't got time to fight my sis because we got to fight the system on endometriosis and health equity and awareness. You not tired. That part. You know, so it's, it's just so interesting how certain things happen in the community, but 
um, getting your endo tribe, doing your thing, uh, supporting them. There's so many women out here that there are doing amazing things like Julia, Natalie, Liz, like you, Andrea, like we can go on and on and on and on about what they're doing. Shani with the pretty period, like literally we have the support. And if we keep the money in our community, and I don't mean, you know, black, white, whatever, I'm saying the endo community right now right. Is what I'm talking about, because we have endo sisters, Asha, we have Sam Garvey, we have endo sisters, um, C. Mayho. Yeah, Katie. We even got TMR. She got supplements. Come, come on. <laughs> you know that are affordable. So let's keep that same energy because at the end of the day, I'm not trying to be funny. Sam quit her job. I quit my job. This is what we do now. This is what we. I'm do. on my way, y'all. I'm on my way. We gonna have Over a party. It. Listen, I'm on my way. Um, I told y'all we 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 gonna meet up when when that we gonna drink and talk a little bit to to. I ain't gonna drink a little bit. I'm gonna drink a lot. I don't care. It's like I'm not holding back. Nothing. I gotta drink a little bit depending on depending on when we schedule it. Depending on when my period comes. No, no, no. We oh, at the beginning of the month. It gotta be like right after my period. So yeah, beginning like of the month. Period. Yeah, yours is next week. So that means all our stuff happens at the end. So we got to be at the beginning of the month. Then we could be irresponsible. That's my cheat week. That's my cheat week right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we already said we're going to Atlanta. So I'm with it. Like I haven't, oh my gosh, I haven't traveled in over a year. And this is this is new to me because I'm always on the road with Eden Body Works. And this is like, yeah. yo, this yeah. is killing me. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's all right. It's, it's my safety. Ladies, by the way, support outside of Endo. Because April got other stuff going on. Mm-hmm. She got other stuff going on. So when you see an endo sister doing something, it don't got to have nothing to do with endo support her. But go I ahead. I appreciate on. y'all. Yeah, because I'm trying to get like my whole beauty thing off. Like I like got to a place now and I was talking to um, Lauren and Sam about it where like I love endo. This is my foundation and it has will continue to be my foundation. But like wellness and beauty is like a huge, huge thing for me. And I'm really trying to transition just to like women's bonus as a whole. And the reason why I started learning how to do makeup and doing YouTube videos, well, my cousin is a very well-known makeup artist. So she has helped me along the way, but it's so therapeutic for me. Like I can legit, well, I haven't had a flare in a while, but I could have like pain or I could have cramps and I'm just like, yeah, so let me see what um Fenty or something lip bar I'm about to get into right now because it's it's so much therapy in it and it's really just understanding and finding what you love to do and to continue to do it and I think that that's one thing that like we fall short on when it comes to endo it's just like yo what am I going to do but if there's something that you're really really good at continue to work really good at it like that is such therapy for me when my endo is acting up is to do beauty so like I'm really I'm really trying to I just push that why y'all ain't tell me to wear red lipstick though because both of y'all got red <laughs> lipstick on so you I didn't know, even know I didn't know I started talking about beauty and I started looking back and forth in my camera like y'all ain't tell me to wear red I lipstick I didn't know I was choosing between red and purple I, I didn't know me I too Either I'm gonna do a purple eye, but if I do a purple eye, then it's gonna look crazy to do a red lip. I do the red so I said, let me just let me just do red on red. Yeah, I was like, gotta I teach me how to put eyeshadow on correctly. I used to wear it, but that was back in the day where people thought it was cool to put like one block color on your eyelid. 
Oh, it's all about the blend. It's all about the blend. So I'm we'll sorry. have like a makeup class. That's why I don't wear it at all. In person. I'll focus on these eyebrows and these lips. Once I get these microbladed, I'm focusing on my eyes. <laughs> Microblading is what's up though. No, I haven't tried it. Does it hurt? Oh, oh, I ain't doing it. I haven't, but I know a few people that have and they love it. But for me, like that would take away a whole step for me. And because like eyebrows are like cousins, they not twins. Like I work really hard at it. Some people don't have patience, but I have patience. But I heard that it's really good if you go to a good person. Somebody just said, April Christina, you should do a makeup class at the next conference. First of all, let me just tell you how to do it. <laughs> Us both, because they said the next conference. I, we ain't even finished hey. one yet. Um, and then she just told yeah. you to do a whole makeup class with non-toxic products. We got it. Boom. We need sponsors. We could, we could, We could figure this out because my whole face... My whole face is lip bar, and they're vegan. They're vegan. And it's black on. Wait, don't um, I have lip bar on right now? Is this lip bar? No, this is lip bar. This so is yeah, bar. we um oh, and I know the owner. We we got all right. Y'all want to something? Y'all want to something? Let's let's figure this out. Let's okay. let's figure this out. Okay. So we thank you. Okay, that's that's noted. Thank you. <laughs> I like that. I like and the black team. Okay, no problem. Whatever they, y'all they need. Want it. And do we not telling y'all to quit your jobs? I seen somebody say, "Don't don't quit your job unless you got a plan." Ain't right, that part, that part. What we did, um, because I quit abruptly. I said, "I don't like y'all. I'm out." <laughs> but <laughs> I did. I because I had a scare. After my scare, I was like, oh. "Yo, she hit us up like I quit, yeah. y'all." We was like, "What today?" We was like, <laughs> I did but let me tell y'all this because this is what I told uh April and Sam I I said they're on the road I went to go visit my dad and I stayed in Florida for two months and down there went down there on the 28th of December on the road the director of the company who just started working there in November I quit on December the 24th called me and said hey are you still are you still in the area? I, I just wanted to see if you were still here. Did you move? Are you not coming back? What's happening? Wanted to see if you would want to come back and work here. I know that you quit because of some circumstances, but I, I want to see if you can come back and work for us because we really, really want you here. We really, first of all, I don't even know this man. He just started working there in November. I was off of work for two weeks when he came in, got back, did my job. Dude didn't even know me. And the first thing that played in my mind was Solange's uh, seat at the table. That's why the conference is called Our Table. Seat at the hey. table. And the next thing that played was Masterpiece um, Skip. And he said, if that white man will be willing to pay me a million dollars for no limit records. How much do you think I'm worth? The first thing I thought was, dang, if he's begging me to come back to work for him, my work ethic is bomb. I need to put this effort into Indo Black. So that same effort that you got for all these companies uh, that you're putting into, all this effort that you're putting into, do your thing. Do your thing. I'm not hating. I want you because we need people to work nine to fives because if nobody working at Safeway, how am I going to get food? Uh, for people that don't know what Safeway is, it's a grocery store because I know everybody don't got thumbs. Um, if if people not working at the MVA or, or the place where I go get my car looked at, how, how am I going to get my car looked at? So I, I appreciate everybody for doing what they do. But if you can't do that and you don't like doing it, don't do what you don't like to do. However, yeah. build up a plan 
a strategic plan before you just quit like me. I just quit because I got a support system and my dad said, come to Florida. So that's why I did what I did. But yeah, I, I had I no, had, you had you needed to quit. Yeah. Yeah. For y'all who don't know, I was a flight attendant. In the middle of a pandemic, and they was not trying to let up. Yeah, in the middle of a pandemic, after I had already laid over in hotels where the workers had COVID and didn't nobody say nothing. So I was just like, yeah, no. But I had already given myself like two to three years to leave the job yeah. before the pandemic had hit. So it was when when that came, it was the it was the time frame. So I was like, okay, God, well, I said it. So you said I'm a. I guess this is what you want to tell me. And yeah, and I just, I just jumped in. I mean, like, faith is everything, y'all. So, I mean, don't, yeah, don't just quit. Like, have a plan. Like, you got to have a plan. Don't just do it. But, like, manifesting is some real, it's real. Like, you can yeah. really, like, your words really do have power. If you can show the universe, like, you really, you really want to put in the hard work and dedication, it can happen for you. So, yeah, do that. Can I just yeah. say manifestation is a real thing? Because I seen somebody post something on Facebook. They said manifestation. I don't understand people. Y'all keep playing with God. Manifestation. It, yeah, girl, that made me mad. Manifestation equals prayer, which equals goal writing, which equals affirmation. It is all the same thing. It's just different wording. So just because someone's talking about manifestation does not mean they're not praying. It doesn't mean yeah. they're not goal setting. It doesn't mean they're using affirmations. It's all the same thing. Let's just focus on that. Um, but I see a question, and this is going to be for April because I'm single. Um, the question <laughs> is, it says, how is dating with endo? I've been single so long. I don't know what a relationship is. Sis, don't feel bad. I'm with you. Um, relationship? Yeah, I tell people all the time, don't, don't do what I did, but do, do what I'm saying. Because... When I was dating my now husband, I ain't tell him I had endo. Mind you, I had a whole platform that wasn't private, but I was like, you know, we ain't gotta be friends on social media and stuff like that. But <laughs> it's a whole thing. Um, every single time we were supposed to go on a date, I ended up being in the emergency room. But see, what happened was because I work at a hospital, I told him I was still at work, which I technically was still at work. But I wasn't working. Y'all, y'all, y'all get my flow. Y'all get what I'm saying. And then he was just like, "Uh, well, I'm just gonna come to Long Island because, like, if you working late, then if I just, you know, hop on Long Island Railroad, I can meet you." And I was like, "Yeah, that's not gonna work. Cause I don't, I don't know what time work gonna be done." And y'all, it was a whole thing. So either way, he ended up finding out I was in the emergency room as a patient versus working. You know. Y'all, I was a mess, let me say, but there's growth. So what I will say is to open yourself up in your heart to love, because I know that it can be traumatizing if you already have endo, you open yourself up to someone and they wasn't receptive to understanding your condition and understanding you can't make it to dates and stuff like that. So one, you have to feel comfortable to being able to share when that is, you will know. I wish I would have done things differently because I did tell Greg that I had endo, but I didn't go past that. Now, if I would have had the conversation with him earlier than him meeting me in the emergency room, I would have found out that he had already looked up support groups and 
looked up the definition of what endo was, what the cause and effects are, what can, like all of this stuff was done, but because I was so closed-minded and fearful of the unknown that I didn't even give him that opportunity. So we had a whole conversation about it in the emergency room, y'all. Like it was crazy. But after that, I really realized that I had been hurt so many times that I was just like, yo, I know how to drive myself in pain. I know how to take care of myself once I leave the emergency room. And I was already living by myself. So it made it so much easier for me to be able to mask it because my parents was already moved down south. So I was I was a lone ranger. Like I was so isolated that I didn't even think that there was someone else that cared about me just as much as I care about myself. So I would say be open and receptive to love and understanding what that type of love looks like because it's something totally different. And I had to literally untrain everything that I was so used to doing by myself as being independent to being with someone that actually cared and loved me. Like it had got to the point y'all where like I'll be crying and I wanna get like a box of tissue and I couldn't even move to get the box of tissue. This was back like when my endo wasn't as managed as it, as it is now. Um, and I would literally cry for him not to get me that box of tissue. Like I'd be crawling on the floor, y'all, to get that box of tissue. And then we would have a whole argument over a darn box of Kleenex. And I had to like really catch myself and be like, are you really going to be out here in these streets rolling out your bag for some Kleenex tissue? when somebody could take two steps and get it for you and you could be comfortable. Like I had to really reevaluate myself and what I was doing to me to damage and to sabotage the relationship to allow and rather not allow someone else to love me. And we also had to have a conversation because it's, you know, you become so independent with having endo that you can't just go cold turkey to just allow somebody because then it's the fear of well what if that person is not there so we had to really communicate on what that really looked like and when I know that I was like at my max I'm like okay April like you gotta chill like you gotta catch yourself and there were other times where I'd be like babe like can you at least let me try if if I don't get far then just give me that little head nod or a little serious face and I'll just take my tail right back. And, you know, I think that that's one thing that we have to really learn to understand on top of understanding your vulnerability level is really understanding what you can communicate and what you can't communicate. And when somebody is showing you differently other than what you're used to, learn to accept that because you are worthy to be loved. There is someone out there that will love you. Um, Tuesday will actually be our three-year wedding anniversary and I'm super super excited because I look forward to our wedding anniversary because I know how far we've come as a unit and I know how far I've come as an individual to even allow Greg to be who he is in my life living with endo so I hope that helps yeah, girl, you yeah. I've been in a traumatic relationship when I had endo, and it is not fun. Like, but I've grown past that though. Like, learning to love myself with endo, so then that way it makes it easier for somebody to love me because it's not really easy to expect somebody to love you through what you're going through if you're not really loving yourself through. And I really have to learn that with my last relationship because it was ooh, child. Yeah, I, and I, I just think it's. Yeah, awesome. it 
You said what? You ended with a choking. That's all I'm saying. Mm. <laughs> and I, I know, <laughs> I know what you. <laughs> That's why I didn't say that. Too. But like, I think it's important. You know, even though I am single, I think even in relationships with like friends and family, it's important to teach people how to love you. And I really say that often because it's. Um, we get in these situations with, uh, you know, spouses and we just expect them to know like everything. And I, I don't know, yeah. we have to learn each other. So we just expect for them, oh, they dated a woman before they know, you, no, they ain't date every woman, you know, like you, they don't yeah. know how to treat you when you're on your cycle. They don't know how to treat you when you are dealing with the endo flare up, they don't know what foods you can eat and what you can't because half the time we don't know what we can eat and what we can't eat. So half the time we just have to be um, mindful of that. I remember I was in a situation ship and <laughs> I wasn't you gotta have that ship sometimes. <laughs> but I, I was visiting the person and I was up cooking some food and we had an incense going and I, I don't know what I did wrong. Well, let me not say that because I didn't do anything wrong. So I got to change my language. Brian, bye-bye. Um, I don't know what I did, but I was cooking and I looked up. And as soon as I looked up, it was like, a, oh, what is this feeling that I'm getting? Like, what, what's happening? Next thing you know, I'm like feeling faint. I feel like I'm getting ready to pass out. I'm heavy breathing and I, I don't know what's happening. So like I go and I'm like, let me sit down. He looking at me like, what's wrong? what's wrong? What's, I'm like, relax, relax. He's like, what's wrong? He opening the doors. He fanning me. I'm like, bro, I don't know what's wrong. The truth is I don't know. This is the first time that this has happened to me. I, I'm going to just sit down, but I, I need you to stay calm so that I can stay calm. And then he understood that clearly she don't know what's going on with her body. However, stay calm so you can help me because my anxiety will go up just with your anxiety. So we have to just yeah. make that we're teaching people how to love is we can't get upset at our spouse for not showing that support system or that support to us if they don't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's scary to be in relationships in general with, without endo. Mm -hmm. um, but just in general, like you just have to be mindful of teaching people how to love you, making sure that you're communicating effectively. I saw someone say earlier that communication is key. It definitely is. You cannot think that you can mumble something and they know what's going on. Mm -hmm. and, and you have to correct yourself. You, we talk about accountability a lot for doctors. Where is our accountability at as well? We have to be accountable for our actions. We have to be accountable for what we're doing, how we're talking to people. I understand that we have endo and it feels like a demon sometimes, but that don't mean we need to be acting like demons. We cannot be rude to the people that love us. We cannot. Now, if we are rude, we need to be accountable and fix that and come back yeah. and apologize and recognize what we did wrong. But snapping at people is going to push people away from you. You know, so just be mindful now. If you snapping at them because they did something wrong and they said something stupid, that's different. I, I ain't got no words for that. So you got to make sure you with somebody that's a, that's in alignment with you too. Alignment, because alignment. you know you can't be missing energies and and things. And it, it, you know you already got endo, so you got to make sure you want to keep that like on the right track so you have to make sure that the partner that you have like they're in alignment with you too like especially when it comes to like intimacy and sex 
it's very it's very important to be with somebody that is in alignment with you so then that way their energy is meshing, meshing well with your energy so when you guys mm-hmm. do go to that step because we all know like with endo it's kind of hard with sex it's painful sometimes so you have to you when you're with somebody who's in alignment with you and your body and your spirit like that part of the relationship helps so much better like it's so much easier and then it helps to build your confidence more you know like when you're not able to go there with your partner and you can't really fully enjoy it like that's really hard on your confidence so you have to make sure you're with somebody who is in alignment too yeah I was fam you had it right there because I was just about to say that like when I fully opened myself up to understanding that my husband was for me at the time he was my boyfriend but like understanding that my boyfriend is there for me my fiance my husband was there for me the amount of weight that was lifted off of my body as it relates to endo changed significantly because I was not only holding in dealing with the condition I was holding in being loved I was holding in being accepted being wanted it actually working intimacy intimacy besides you know physical like all of those things were just all wrapped up in one thing and I didn't even realize it until I finally let go of myself to be able to come one and grow to become one with someone else that I really realized how much I was really keeping inside so yeah I I 100% agree with you Sam because there has definitely been a big shift and difference and like even now with like trying to conceive and trying to have a child like that takes on a whole nother ball game and when you do a medicated cycle IUI IVF like you got to get all this other stuff that we already named together before you even thinking about having a child together because if you think your endo acted up before and you wasn't ready to be vulnerable then trying to create and have another child in the world and you haven't taken care of vulnerability communication alignment energy and letting go of yourself all of that is going to trickle over and then you're going to be stressed out trying to wonder why what's going on and what's not happening and what you're supposed to do you got to get back to the fundamental basics of the things that you're supposed to do to even make a relationship work and I'm saying that from experience because had we had not waited and got everything that we got together and enjoying each other for the first year of our marriage before we barked on this IVF journey, like, I don't even know, like, where we would even be, like, our communication is so A1, now at this point, it's just like, yo, whatever you want to do, let's do, and that has not changed our intimacy level at all, it's actually increased it and heightened it more, like, I don't know if anybody else been on STEM, STEMS is the medication you take, like, I was just like, yo, when is this over, because, like, our bond is just, like, so much, or maybe the, the extra meds just made me, it was because I didn't even get the maca yet, so I don't even know, like, I don't know, but in, like, all seriousness, like, you really have to make sure that you get the foundation together first before you even start trying to build. That's true. All right, guys. So, y'all ready to go to the Gucci Corner? Let's go. Yeah, I got a couple of letters. Oh. Yeah, I got a couple. I got a couple. A couple? Yeah. Wait a minute. I'm excited. 
<laughs> All right, the first one. I, I'm going to leave everybody anonymous because they didn't they didn't pick if they wanted wanted me to say their name. So okay, greetings. I am three weeks post op from a hysterectomy due to fibroids. I have known for the past two years about two fibroids. I did not have severe symptoms from fibroids, or so I thought. Just little spotting between periods, bloating, anemic, and lethargic. Fast forward during my routine well woman exam, a black OBGYN found fibroids that had grown in size and number, and now I have five large ones and too many little ones. After learning about my options, I opted to have da Vinci robotic surgery to remove my uterus from a male gynecological surgeon. He was the first person to say, I think you have endometriosis. He referred me to a a colorectal surgeon who performed a colonoscopy so that if he had to re- had to do a resection during my hysterectomy, it would be clean with no polyps. I had a team of about five doctors present during my surgery and had a super a supra cervical hysterectomy. They did not have to do resection of anything, but stage four endo was found on my cervix and inside of my vagina. They excised what they could see and now would like to put me on Oralisa. I have opted not to take the drugs as of now. I am still researching and have learned so much in two weeks about endo. I am scheduled to see a nook stop in Houston in June. My journey and Hilly are all happening at the same time. So she was diagnosed in February of this year with stage four. Did um did she want did she have a question based on the Oralisa or she just wanted us to like comment on everything that's been taking place? I think she just needs just advice and she, since she's new to learning about endo. That's a lot to, 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 to be diagnosed with endo. That's a lot to go through. Um, no, she didn't put her age. Somebody asked that in the comments. She didn't put her age in, in this letter. Um, I'm not familiar with Oralisa at all. I have never been told to be on Orlissa, nor have I ever taken it or Lupron. Um, I do not have an actual experience with it. But what I will say is some people have an Orlissa and Lupron, from what I understand, are the exact same thing. Yeah, Orlissa is um, the pill version. It's an easier way for me to explain it, but Orlissa is pretty much the pill version of Lupron. You're not on Orlissa as long as you are on Lupron because of the side effects um that it has on it on a long-term basis as far as um degeneration of the liver and also um decreasing in bone density which is why some people have to end up taking vitamin d on it because um with it in conjunction to it because of it um but i haven't personally been on it but they are both manufactured by the same company well i've been on lupron um I didn't take Oralissa because I because I was told the same thing. It's the pill form. Um, and I did not like Lupron, as some of you all know. Um, I was on Lupron for about, I think, four or five months. And it the side effects are really bad. Like, I wasn't on um, hormonal replacement therapy when I was on the Lupron. So I was going through, like, menopause. Like, I had menopausal side effects with... I was having hot flashes, like, every 15 to 20 minutes. I was having night sweats where I had to like get up and change my clothes or like take a shower in the middle of the night. I did not have a sex drive like at all. I didn't want to be touched. I didn't want to be kissed. I didn't want you to breathe on me basically. And I was pretty much okay with never having sex again for the rest of my life because 
that's just how it made me feel like and it's exhausting too like it's a chemotherapy treatment so like it drains your energy when you're taking lupron um like it was it was hard to do like simple tasks get out the bed and take showers like standing in the shower was too much i didn't want to do anything so i don't recommend taking orlisa or lupron honestly um and like the bone density like what you're losing the side effects like the long-lasting side effects i will start to get like tremors in my hands and in my legs and stuff like i no, i wouldn't personally um i wouldn't personally try the lupron or orlisa now i have had um i know she said fibroids i thought she said sis i've never had fibroids um i don't have any experiences with fibroids um there are to me so well one thing i am learning and sam you about to walk me through this journey is that dairy definitely do um increase fibroids tremendously um i've had fibroids my whole entire life um they've grown they've shrunk they've grown they've shrunk like i've been through it all um recently i started religiously drinking red raspberry leaf tea and the five fibroids that I did have shrunk. Now it took a year, but they shrunk. Um, so I am really on the holistic path. If I do have to have surgery, I'm absolutely not opposed to it. I just want to make sure that I am in the best of hands. Um, but as it pertains to medication, I'm not opposed to it. Although I am on the holistic route as it pertains to endo, I'm not opposed to medication clearly because I did IVF. But for me, I think that there has to be a long-term plan of what that looks like. Um, being that I do have knowledge on what Orlista does, you do have the option of being on it for a year straight or two years when you take six months off, because like I said, it do causes, um, a decrease in your bone density. So for me, knowing both of those two options that you have after the first year or after the second year, what's the plan after that? Because what the whole option of those two medications are to do is to help the symptoms. It doesn't help your fibroids shrink. It, it doesn't make endo go away. Um, so I think that the plan of action, well, the question would be for your physician, what would be the full plan of care moving forward? So if you're on, or Lisa, is it going to be pelvic physical therapy? Are you going to do acupuncture? How many times are you going to be checking in with your physician? Is it going to be a three-month check-in? Is it going to be a six-month check-in? I know they do have to do blood work. Um, what type of blood work are they going to be doing while you're on the medication if you decide to go that route? And if you don't, then that's still something else that you have to look into because now that you're post-op, what symptoms are you still feeling? Because those are the things that they have to take care of. And fibroids and cysts, um, unfortunately, do grow back. So, and like I said, Orlissa has nothing to do with fibroids. So what would be the plan of care for that as well? So I think for me, those would be the type of questions that I will be asking my physician just so that I have a clear understanding when I leave there or if I do decide to go on the medication, of, you know, what, what would be next after that year or two years? Because I mean, the main goal for all of us is quality of life, right? We want to make sure that 
we're able to enjoy our family, our friends, if you have children, if you have a significant other, all of those things come into play. So what does that look like for you? So that, that would be my suggestion. Um, I think that's a good idea because a lot of times doctors try to suggest things that are quick fixes, but not really focusing on the plan. Like there has to be a plan. There has to be a plan in place because you cannot be on Lupron for more than a certain amount of time anyway. So if you do decide to do that, what's the next steps? Um, and I do want people to realize that everything works differently for other people. Um, so what may you know be harmful to me or Sam or April may actually work for you. What may be harmful to you may actually work for us. So you just have to play around with some things and it, it does really suck that you have to do that because this is your life, but it's really important to document your journey. Document um, the first two months of using something. Uh, yeah. And if it's a vitamin, if it's um, a new regimen, if you're doing yoga, if you're exercising, document that stuff so that you can see how your body is responding. So look into that. Um, we have another question. And then I think, Sam, you said a, something about another letter. Yeah. Uh, and make sure that when you're commenting, that you're commenting with panelists and attendees, because y'all are saying some really good things, but I want to make sure that everyone else is seeing it. Because someone else also mentioned red raspberry leaf tea, removing toxins, um, perm, plastics, et cetera. So make sure you share that with everybody. You want to read the question in the Q&A first or you want me to yes. read it? Um, okay, it's a two-part question. Um, do any of you have reverted uteruses like I do? If so, do you experience painful difficulty due to it? I have a reverted uterus. I do. Me that too how I found out that I had endometriosis um, because I ended up having two cycles back to back. I went to the doctor and she performed a pelvic exam and she was like, if you have a reverted uterus, most likely you have endometriosis. Um, for me, I, I do deal with pain and discomfort, but it's not a lot. Uh, it's kind of iffy. I Sometimes I get... Um, like, I don't know if it's a flare up, but it's like heat. I don't know what that's about. It's like heat down right in my groin, groin, Eric, groin. How you say that word? Groin. I don't like it. We talked it's about- It's your accent. Because you know, I'm from Maryland. Um, <laughs> the groin area. Uh, but yes, it, so I feel that sometimes, but um, there are these little, I don't know what to describe shocks that happen like tight little pains that happen in my uterus doesn't happen all the time but it's like oh where that come from oh ouch you know that hurts and then it, it goes away and I'm like okay well that's it you know so that does happen and annual fissures due to endo have any of you had these I'm not sure what that is and I don't think I've had any mm -hmm. I don't um I'll Google I don't it. I don't have that um, as far as my anal is concerned, my uterus, I do. Um, I don't experience pain like on a regular. The only time I do experience it is when I get a pap. And that's because of the speculum that they use. Um, so for some people that don't know, not all offices do carry it, but I make sure mine do. Um, they have different sizes. Um, so I have to get the pediatric one. The pediatric one actually works for me because obviously it's smaller. They usually use a medium size whenever you're getting a pap. 
for people that don't know, and that's why it causes pain, but they do have pediatric as well as smalls. So the pediatric and smalls work for me to where I don't have pain. Um, but other than that, I haven't experienced any. I had to look it up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kelly, they do they do have different they do have different sizes. It's just that they just use the standard medium because I, I guess they pretty much think that everyone's vagina is the same. I've, I've had, I have, um, I had endo that was going around my colon. I don't know if I've had a, a anal fissure before. Is that, I don't even know if I'm saying it right. But I don't know if I've, mm-hmm. I've had them before. I used to get like a lot of spasms and cramps like back there. So like, I don't know if that correlates or is, is any, is, is together but as far as I know, no, I haven't. Um, I can't answer that question. Yeah, me either. My endo did go to my bowel, but I didn't even know it was there. So, you know, that's what happens when you don't have symptoms that's related to what you got going on. Um, but if anyone else um, have the fissures, oh, if anyone else have the fissures that can um, respond in the comments to panelists and attendees, please do so so that we can help our undersister out. I'm going to read the, the other letter that we got. Okay. I first knew my endo was real. This has been on my heart for months now. With everything happening over the last couple of weeks, I need to get this off of my chest. I first knew my endo was real almost three years ago. I woke up in pain and stayed in bed all day. I could barely move. Months earlier, I had been diagnosed with IBS, but I knew this was something else. I was experiencing another flare and none of the eight medications I was taking relieved relieved my pain. The sun was going down and I had been trying to get out of bed all day, at least for a little bit to go grocery shopping, but I couldn't. So I narrowed down the list and I only needed one thing, milk for my son. I eventually broke down and asked my husband to run to the store. He happily obliged, asked if I needed anything, and he took our son with him to Target since none of us had been out that day. I stayed home with my mom who had moved in with us just a couple of months prior due to her failing health and tried to breathe through the pain. I managed to doze off for a few minutes and then I heard my phone ring. Uh, Note for our whole relationship, I have consistently missed my husband's calls when I, because when I'm home, I put my phone on silent. But I had recently started turning my phone volume up whenever he left the house because he always calls for one reason or another. When I answered the phone, I heard my husband's voice and I immediately knew something was wrong. He told me he had been pulled over for no reason. He told me that the officer had a warrant for his arrest, had me on speaker so I could hear him. Him and the officer had an exchange when my husband asked why he had been pulled over and what, and what the warrant was for. Then my husband and I got disconnected. I immediately jumped on my feet, grabbed some clothes, called my neighbor and asked her to take me to my husband and son. By the time we got in the car, my husband had called back and told me he was about to be arrested. I could hear my son crying in the background. My adrenaline was pumping through me as I was now in a panic. That nine minute car ride was the longest car ride of my life. I stayed on the phone. I put him on speakerphone so I could hear everything. When we arrived, my husband was in the back of a police SUV. A second officer had arrived at some point and was standing next to our family car just watching my son cry his eyes out. I ran over to the SUV and saw the pain in my husband's eyes. He said he was okay and told me to get our son and told me not to cry. I walked over to our car and proceeded to calm calm out, calm our son down. My mother stayed with him while I spoke to one of the police officers about what was going to happen next. My heart was pounding, but I spoke calmly and nodded my head before getting into my car and following the police officers to the jail. 
My neighbor took my, my mother and son home and I proceeded down the dark highway with tears streaming down my face. It seemed like a long drive. The next thing I remember is walking through the huge doors of the building and approaching the metal detector. I was then directed to go down the stairs and wait to speak to the magistrate. I had no idea who that was or what that meant, but as a young black woman who was waiting to bail her black husband out of jail, there was a sense that I did not know, that I did know and was even familiar with the entire process due to the color of my skin. I was, I was not, so I was scared, no, terrified. I was cold, hungry, and tired. And now I was alone waiting, not knowing what was happening to my husband. Two hours had passed. I finally saw the magistrate. She spoke fast. And again, she spoke to me as if I had been through this process before. I didn't even know where to begin to find a bail, a bail bondsman. I called a family friend and without hesitation, she came to sit with me for a while. She waited at the jail just in case there were any updates about my husband while I went to the ATM to get bail money. Money we had just put in our savings account, money we needed, money I was thankful to have at a, at a time like this. And, the and her neighbor was an older white woman. I just want to throw that out there. While I returned, I was told that my husband was being released soon. I waited another 40 minutes before I saw him slowly walk over to me. There was something in his eyes. He was defeated. He was angry. He was sad. I noticed that he was carrying his shoestrings. We hugged for a long time. I don't remember the ride home. It was after 2 a.m. when we finally got home. He had bruises from the handcuffs. They served as reminders days after the whole ordeal. He made a video of his experience and his feelings about being wrongfully arrested before we went to bed. I barely slept. My body had just experienced a full-on traumatic experience while I was in the middle of an endo flare. There are no words to express what my body and brain endured that day and the months following. This was the day I knew my endo was real. This is from Kelly. Woo. Wow. <laughs> okay. You want to... I know. <laughs> I'll go first because you read it while you uh, let that sit in. Well, one, I I am extremely sorry for everything that has taken place with you, your husband, and your family. No one should have to experience and and go through that at all. I I can't even imagine like when my husband goes out by himself. I'm already on a thousand. So to actually hear a story like that just lets me know how real this really is and that it absolutely hits close to home. And it's extremely heartbreaking to have to even experience that. And then to add on an endo flare and really navigating and going through what that looks like I know that that was a lot for you. So I definitely want to commend you for the strength and the courage that you have as being a wife, a mom, and everything else, Every all the hats that we have as a woman to be able to continue to endure everything that you did that day. Um, I, wow. You are a queen, girl. Oh, listen <laughs> and don't ever discredit who you are in this world don't ever take away what value you have to the world to us right now I don't want this to devalue who you are as a person and if you still need to go through whatever emotions and feelings that you need to go through allow yourself to go through it because as women we tend to 
take it on and, and just keep it pushing. And, and if you need those moments to cry and to talk it through, um, I don't know if you have a therapist where you can actually speak to someone to be able to release um, those type of thoughts and feelings that you have, definitely go through that. But how you feel is 100% validated. And yo, this is crazy. This world is crazy. Yes, I'm so sorry that happened to you, but I, I'm so happy your husband is still here. Yes. <laughs> to like, tell the story. Tell the story. Like I'm 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 so happy that nothing in that situation turned into something else. Girl, thank you for sharing. That is you know, we really understand of a woman, okay? Listen, and oh my gosh, like, oh, this just hit me really heavy. I, I really, I really want to speak life into you, Kelly. I want you to understand that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. I want you to understand that this does not make you any less of a woman. This does not make your husband any less of a man. This doesn't devalue who you are as a wife, as a mom. However, you need to feel, continue to feel that way until you start feeling better. If you need to scream sometimes, let it out. Continue to hold on to your husband because like Sam said, he is here and he is alive and he is breathing. If you need to take a day, I don't know if you're working, if you need to take a day off of work just to love on him, just so that you can see him breathing and to be next to you, do that. Understand that you are still here for a reason understand that you and your husband are still alive for a reason and that you will live and go on past this moment it may not feel like it right now but this too shall pass mm-hmm. and, I, and i'm gonna pray for you and, and your husband and your son like i know yes especially for your son like i can imagine like how how that situation must have been for him so whew, that was thank you for sharing Absolutely. And this this is the beauty of what we initially came on this live to talk about, and that's our endo tribe. Like we don't know Kelly. I I don't even know what state you're in. Like I've never physically seen you before, but the weight of the heaviness that I just felt right now, like I don't I don't know like if you're crying right now or like where you are, but like I just like I feel it. I feel it really, really heavy. Um, what she says, Sam. Let me do something real quick. Hold on. Okay, I feel it. I feel it really heavy. And you being on this call, on this live right now, you being at our table this weekend was not by accident. It's not by accident. I don't know if um. I don't know if you listen to like gospel music, but um, my friend Rich Talbert Jr., um, if you ever get a chance to listen to his song, I'm Alive, definitely look look into it. It's on Spotify. Just just listen. Just listen to that song. Like it's it's called I'm Alive because there's more. Like there's more for you. There's more for your husband. There's more for your son. There's more. Let me, I want to set the energy for for 
That's just to help calm your spirit. Yeah. Help calm everybody's spirit. Thank yeah, that was needed. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Okay. We got one more question and then we'll wrap it up. Okay. I have never found a clear definitive answer if endometrial cancer is related to endometriosis. Does anyone know? Um, there was when y'all was talking about health equity, um, Shani Crystal, let me know who that person was yesterday. And she was talking about her mom that had passed away and she had endometrial cancer and Tiffany. And they end up finding out that her endometrial cancer was from undiagnosed endometriosis. So I don't know much about endometrial cancer, but I, you know, heard the story yesterday and I have heard of other stories of people getting endometrial cancer because of endo. I'm not too familiar with it either because the only thing I've really heard um, when it comes to endo and cancer is that it is the precursor to ovarian cancer. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know too much about endometrial cancer. Yeah, I don't either. Um, and if you can, because I know that Endo Black has tags all of the speakers, if you want to go to um, Tiffany's page and reach out to her because she has a lot of knowledge um, on endometrial cancer being that um, it directly affected her mom, you can reach out to her and find out more information on that. She may be able to assist and help you with that. Okay, so guys, this is amazing. Um, like you said, uh, as you guys seen, we all just came together and built our own tribe right here um, for Kelly. And I think that, that was an amazing way to really sum up how everything just transpired and, and took place today and really the power of continuing to build your community. If you guys don't already follow us on social media, we're at the V dot on Instagram, the V dot pod on Facebook. And if you want, we would like for you, let me say that we want you guys to continue to email us at the V dot pod, whatever questions you guys have, as you all see, it does not have to be um, endo related. If we have any uh, expertise in any area, we will definitely tell you or we'll redirect you to whoever else uh, we may know in that field that will be able to help you guys out. Definitely follow us on the VDOT podcast on iTunes as well as Spotify and Anchor. And we thank you guys so much for tuning in to a live uh, because this is pretty much how we are. Like we have to see each other in order to record our podcast um, just because our vibe is so much greater and stronger when we're able to see each other. So we're just like really, really excited that you guys stuck it out with us and decided to hang on. Um, but after we end this and we close this, Lauren, as you guys know, already have her address for the state of the endo black that we want you guys to definitely stay and hold tight because she's closing it out with a bang and we want you guys to be here to be able to experience it. So 
We're going to have a 10 minute break. They're going to play music to set the energy, to set the tone. We just dealt with a lot of stuff just now. We want y'all to stretch. Right. Get you a drink. Get something to drink. Go ahead, break, and then come right back. And do all of that good stuff. And we love you guys. And like we said, in 10 minutes, Lauren will be back with the state of the endo black address. So we love you all. And until next time. Bye, y'all.